to Intro to X. This podcast is out there. I am FBI Director Robin, and I am joined by my special agents, Tammy, and no Brad. But we do have a guest here today. Uh, our guest is Amber Lee. Hello, Yay! Amber Lee. Yay! Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thank you for coming Yay. on. Brad is on sabbatical. Thank me. Brad has been abducted. <laughs> <laughs> Brad is well, on assignment, I saw actually. Him. He had a little incision behind his ear. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you for joining us, Amber Lee. Very good to. Thank you for putting up with my internet. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. And uh, you are one of the hosts of the other Lost podcast. I am. I am indeed. How far would that be the other lost gone? podcast that I uh, mentioned on last week's episode? Yeah, that would be the other lost podcast that people should listen to. <laughs> yeah, Amberly, you can pay me later. Don't worry. Searchable on <laughs> <Absolutely>. iTunes. Absolutely. <laughs> Let me know how much I owe you. <laughs> <laughs> so, how far you guys gotten along in that in that journey? Uh, we've just started season three, actually. Oh. Yeah, so we're moving moving right along. Cages, cages. Moving right along. Yep. Yep, we are in the cages. Hot cages. Yes. <laughs> Caged heat. Caged heat. <laughs> wow. <laughs> By the way, Claire, are you sent me that drawing yet? Or, no? Uh, okay. All right. <laughs> I'll send you it later. So the X-File we're opening today is for Season 1, Episode 10, Fallen Angel. And I just want to say something right now. You guys can deny all the things we've seen, all the things we've discovered, but not for much longer because too many of our listeners have watched this episode and no one, not you, not you, not you, not you, not you, not even Pensacola what what, no one has jurisdiction over the lead singer of the Spin Doctors, Max Fennig. No one. So, uh, yeah, that's what I had to say. We have a 60-second or less plot Did summary. you want a slow clap, Robin? I do believe a slow clap is coming up in this episode. I will reference it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> we do have our 60-second uh, plot summary and, or less or more. And if you can actually make it up to the minute without uh, screwing up uh, or going over, um, you will uh, be the winner. Um, so, let me just spin... The wheel and see who gets to summarize the episode Fall Angel and Brad! Brad! Um, <laughs> he's not here. It means Robin, you get to take his place. No, it Yay! does not. Yep. <laughs> or, we just have, or we just have a minute silence. <laughs> I'll just spin again. I'll just spin again. Because I'm on the wheel too, so that means I'd have two spots in the wheel. Ooh. Guest! Yay! Yay! <laughs> Amberly, you have 60 seconds or less to summarize Fallen Angel, starting in three, two, one, go. Okay, so we finally get an episode that seems to deal with, like, the point of the X-Files, and there's this hapless little deputy man who sees a fire in the forest, and it turns out to be a spaceship, and there's an invisible alien, and hijinks ensue, and, um... That's all I got. Time's running out. Time's running out. That's okay. That's all I got. Well, that's uh, 30 seconds, actually. Uh, 
<laughs> it's a new record. Well, <laughs> I guess the one way to win it is just not to summarize the entire episode. Just kind of start with the first scene and be like, you know what? Take it away. Uh, you could just go. I do. I do it happen. again, but that's not fair. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have the whole thing like summarized by bullet points on paper too. <laughs> Awful. <laughs> well, there's a rule in intro to X. There are no do-overs. It's a rule right. I just created. So that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to be the worst, right? <laughs> I'm cool with it being me. <laughs> that's what you win. You win the prize. For being the worst. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> I never win anything. It's only in this, not at life, Amberly. Yeah, you're like, uh, well, you know, I got this uh, trophy for being uh, the best person ever at my job, but you know what? It really, I can't seem to counteract uh, the fact that I can't summarize X-Files episodes very appropriately. <laughs> I had something I'm going to carry for the rest of my life. The proud tradition. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk about Fallen Angel. Uh, the episode debriefing starts with, uh, with well, I'd say this is uh, another Gordon and Ganza episode. The uh, people mm. behind Homeland in Twenty Four. This is also directed by Larry Shaw, who ends up being one of the executive producers of Desperate Housewives. Ah! <coughs> so you see a lot of uh, you know a lot of I hate that show. things we can connect between Desperate Housewives and the X-Files. No, not, nothing at all. I can't think of a thing. But <clears throat> um, besides foxy ladies... Uh, they both have people in it that don't look quite human. Do they both have Pennywise? <laughs> yes. Pennywise is everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I can link this episode to Pennywise, as you will hear later. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so we start off in uh, the town of Townsend, uh, Wisconsin, 12.57 a.m., Day one. And um, we have Deputy Wright, who is just having a terrible day. Um, he calls in this hor- horrific fire that starts. But since there's interference on the radio, he decides to just go in and check it out himself. Um, meanwhile, at the U.S. Space Surveillance Center, Commander or Corporal or whatever, Calvin Henderson gets a report of an unauthorized bogey. He it doesn't maneuver like known aircraft. It impacts the Earth at 800 miles per hour. Wow. And uh, Henderson says, hey, uh, uh, it's a meteor. It's a meteor. And then he calls in a fallen angel, and it's time to mobilize Project Falcon. It's a code indigo or something. <laughs> indigo Delta Echo Niner. So IDE9. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to work out what it stood for but i couldn't look it up and also we get uh we get um an evil dead shot going along the ground yeah yeah they do quite evil dead yeah it's pretty cool so already we know we're dealing with aliens so it's like oh it's not a creature of the week episode nope and i had mixed feelings i'll have to say okay i was hoping it was going to be you know like the the a- alien where Mulder falls in love with it and they run off together <laughs> It was not to be. This isn't Star Trek. <laughs> oh, I don't watch Star Trek. Um, yeah, Henderson's played by Marshall Bell. He's got tons and tons of credits on his uh, IMD page. He's just one of those guys that shows up everywhere. He does have the distinction of being the first person to die in uh, the show Tales from the Crypt by getting a fireplace poker through his head. So Ooh, wow. good on you. Nice. I bet he can probably summarize X-Files episodes really well, but this is one thing that he carries. 
is the fireplace poker through. The, I mean, at least you don't. You're not like I can get a fireplace poker through my head pretty awesomely. <laughs> I'm just saying, there are worse things. Yeah, that is, yeah. I, I just wanted to say that because you know Amberly might be still feeling bad about the whole. <laughs> I don't want us to start off on a bad bit. I mean, you know, you, you this is your first time here, and uh, Brad's not here to rein us in. It's <laughs> yeah, he he would definitely be reining you in by now, Rob. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, so out in the woods, we have something whirling around the deputy, something unseen until it comes straight at the deputy and blinds him or super slow mo. Ah, it's wavy air. Oh, no. <laughs> it's all very intense. Mm-hmm. It was, it was a good w- opening. I liked it. Yeah. When he was looking at that fire and it like went like right up in the air i was like yeah i'm not going toward that i'd be back in my car <laughs> my first thought was someone's had too much uh rich food for christmas <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think brad would like that either. yeah i apologize <laughs> <laughs> um yeah and something hitting the ground at 800 miles per hour you would think like the the car would like get bounced up in the air and all the trees around it would like fall down yeah. at the very least <laughs> at the very least um so after the credits uh we're at the budget rest motel in townsend it's twelve fifty-seven a.m and it's still day one yeah. that's the same time code that was given at the beginning of the episode just so you know <laughs> 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 There's some uh, some people messing things up in post production because this is definitely like day two or later on in day one. If day one starts at 12 a.m. and the uh, the quote unquote meteor hit the ground at 12:57, then this would definitely be later day one. But it, uh, anyway, <laughs> but the time did go in super slow mo when he got attacked, so maybe it slowed down time itself. Well, time is a universal invariant, right? So, <laughs> yeah, we learned that. Yeah, that's true. Well, but then how do you explain the lost and missing time from earlier? Maybe it's just more of that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Mulder has already been told by Deep Throat. We have a little like kind of like a voiceover flashback kind of thing. And did any did Tammy when you saw Deep Throat in this episode? Did you go, "Oh no, it's going to be a terrible episode"? <laughs> that was that was my note. Oh, Deep Throat. When I saw him, I thought this was going to be a bad episode. Your heart sank. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's like, why Deep Throat? Why? <laughs> <laughs> why? It's funny. This is the first time I've watched this show and like have gotten that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, I like the second episode better than you guys did. So, um, but yeah, yeah, we we have Mulder just like suiting up for this rogue mission, and this uh, is the best scene. I laughed for like the next ten minutes. I just couldn't stop laughing. And uh, I was like, "Hey, Mulder, if you're going to be hiding in the woods and you don't want anyone to see you, don't wear a shiny jacket. What are you doing? That's going to reflect the light. It's black." Yeah, but it's shiny. The worst run ever. (laughs) He like didn't bend his arms at all. It was (laughs) he ran like a kendo. It was amazing. You guys, Mulder is like (laughs) awesome in this episode. You don't. Oh, he is. He is. It was awesome. It was amazing. It was just hilarious. And (laughs) when he came across like the laser motion detector things, I was I was like 
at the edge of my seat because I so wanted him to go into like crazy yoga positions again. <laughs> I'm sorry, we were talking about the lasers. Um, yeah, the-, the lasers. It's a word you just can't say without quoting. <laughs> Laser. But yeah, so Mulder's running through the woods like it's the Hunger Games and uh, <laughs> sneaks down to this checkpoint and uh, yeah, he hitches a ride on this truck. Underneath. And he, he's, yeah, he's like uh, he's like Keanu Reeves in Speed. <laughs> awesome. Right? Yeah, when he came out from under the car, I was like, amazing. This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, Scully would never do this with him. <laughs> right. No. Uh, you guys, you know, this guy's an FBI agent. He's done, does Quantico. You know, they've run him through some vigorous physical training. So, you know, he's not all desk bookish boy. He, you know. yeah, and then they locked him in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. Because that's where nerds know. belong. Exactly. So, so was this, are, are we to think like this is his first deep throat mission? <laughs> That sounds horrible. That does sound horrible. <laughs> Brad wouldn't approve of that either. I think we're, we're all so guilty. Sorry. Brad's not here. We're all guilty. So sorry. So sorry. Yeah, I mean, because like I, I didn't know if this is the first time he went on a mission alone mm-hmm. after having met Deep Throat, or <laughs> he do seemed we very well prepared. Do we think the Mulder is a fan of the James Bond movies? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. Th- do you think Absolutely. that when he was running around the woods, he was playing the James Bond theme in his head? <laughs> yes, because I was. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Um. So yeah, um, night falls and Mulder finds the crash site and starts taking photos with uh with his oh, face in the light. There's like light shining towards him. Yeah, and his face is in the light. I was like, what What are you doing? How do they not see him? Now you're, yeah, now you're getting, him getting his face for being well lit. Yeah, him, him getting him. hit in the face was hilarious as well. <laughs> <laughs> and I think he even went like, ow! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we also, I mean, jumping ahead, sorry, we also have it later where they go back to the hotel room. And Mulder, like, says something out loud. And then Scully says, goes to say that, and he goes, shh. And I'm like, yeah, but he probably just heard you, Mulder. What are you doing? You are the worst person that, like, trying to be undercover. He's not Love stealthy. He's no, not he's like really the not best stealthy. and the worst. Like, it's yes. amazing. It's I his curse. It. <laughs> uh, Henderson yells at Mulder for breaking quarantine. You know, there was a derailed container, toxic spell. Forget what you saw. Was, was Henderson, because I couldn't remember his name, was he Colonel Creepy Eyes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bushy eyebrows, yeah. Yeah, he had really creepy eyes. And Mulder says, we both know what's out there. So, uh, yeah, he gets put in a cage. It's a yeah. lukewarm cage. Um, where he meets... Not Nick Cage. <laughs> <laughs> where he meets uh, Max. Max Fennig. And Who is my favorite person. Yeah? I've yeah, decided. he's amazing. I've decided. Yeah, he's cool. He's my favorite. This is my <laughs> I, first I've got time question. through, so... I've, sorry, I've just realized I haven't said two, two notes, and I have to say them. One was, Mulder was taking single shots of the crash site, okay? Then he got knocked out, and somehow, before getting knocked out, he switched the camera to rapid shot function, because when the camera landed, it was doing rapid shot. And I was like, what? <laughs> and also, my note for when Mulder was running towards the crash site was, yes, Mulder, run towards the deadlights. Run! <laughs> <gasps> Is that your connection? 
No, it's not. Is that your Pennywise connection? No. <laughs> there would be another. Okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the casting director of the X-Files, Lynn Carroll, uh, was very proud. She said this is her proudest find in casting the show, like the guest, guest stars of the show, saying that um, this actor, Scott Bellis, who is a local Vancouver actor, um, just knocked their socks off, apparently. So... They're very happy. He's pretty Acted amazing. circles around David DeCombe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. Yeah. Uh, it turns out he's a, he's a founding member of the uh, Shakespeare Festival down in, uh, or up in Vancouver. He's a theater instructor. And uh, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Max uh, works for NICAP. Or NICAP. It's a real thing. It is a it's real thing. It's a real thing. <laughs> I was wondering. I thought he was going to like mention something like SETI or something like that. Because that's the only one I've heard of. Yeah. No, which is a real thing, isn't it? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Because I, I yeah. looked up NICAP because I was like, okay, what he said it too fast, and so I was like, okay, it's National Investigation or something. And then when I looked it up, I was like, oh my god, it's a real thing. Oh my god, <laughs> NICAP dot org, check it out. Oh my gosh, it's got all the truth wow. in there. That's cool. It's got all, all the truth. All the truth. All the truth. <laughs> it's out there. It's on NICAP dot org or NICAP <laughs> or something. NICAP. <laughs> Uh, Mulder doesn't uh, respond much to Max's goofiness, um, and Max says, you know, basically he's surprised that Mulder trusts no one. Um, and, uh, yeah, he says he didn't see anything, but he's certain something's out there. And uh, if you might not notice this on the first watch, but on the second watch, Mulder says, what makes you so sure? And all of a sudden, Max just starts scratching behind his ear. Oh, oh, I didn't even notice that. Cool. That's cool, yeah. yeah. That is cool. So in the morning, the warden shows up. Uh-oh. <laughs> the old ball yeah. and chain. She, is she appears like an angel. <laughs> like she's all backlit, and it's like, ah. <laughs> and I was like, is she the fallen angel? What's going on? She is. I do like how upset she was over the fact that um, she was saying Calvin Henderson or whoever wants to shut down the X-Files. And she was like truly upset over <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Because I think for her, she really could find uh, another place in the FBI. So, you know, the fact that she was upset about losing the X-Files or the thought of losing it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously she's concerned with Mulder. They're, they're, they're you know, buds. You know? Oh. <laughs> There's something together. What? What? <laughs> uh, and by the way, that's Section Chief McGrath. Not uh, oh, sorry. Henderson is the guy in charge of Project Falcon. The the Colonel Creepy Eyes. Colonel Creepy Eyes. Yeah, Colonel Creepy Eyes. <laughs> um, yeah. Who, he's been I in other stuff as well, put, but I couldn't work out what I knew him from. I just put somebody wants to shut down the X Files. <laughs> yeah. Like they said, somebody. <laughs> Um, and Scully says that the classified story is actually this is a down Lithuanian fighter jet, and they're looking for the pilot. Mulder says it's a lie, a highly <laughs> classified lie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he says that no pilot could have survived the wreckage he saw, but it didn't really look. I mean, I didn't see any wreckage. I just saw a big triangle thing, <laughs> but it it was like a downed, you know, some kind of like craft aircraft but there wasn't wreckage that you would think no one survived it or did i miss it i don't know it looked like a bunch of stuff like covered up i don't know oh uh, yeah so and stuff well it's just like supposed to have hit the earth at like 800 miles an hour mm -hmm. right so there's there's a disparity there it should look more 
um, impressive than it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so back at the laser gate, um, we sort we uh, sort of see sort of see um, the uh, the predator for the first time, and we realize it's one of the ghosts from Pac Man. <laughs> <laughs> really? That's what it looks like. I didn't I didn't see anything. It looks like a when I it's run, when it's going along the road. It looks like a little like the shape of the ghost out of Pac Man. I was like, oh, it's like the little Pac Man ghost. Oh, <laughs> I thought it was really cute. Oh, cool. Just saw wavy air. That was yeah. It. That's all I saw. <laughs> I can't remember when when you saw Pac Man Ghost, but it might not have been this bit. But yeah, <laughs> it definitely had an air of Pac Man Ghost about it. Um, apart from later, but we'll get to that. So Mulder brings uh, Scully back to his hotel room. Hello. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, finds it ransacked, and like you guys said, <laughs> the whole be quiet. Uh, but yeah, Max—they find Max's butt in the bathroom trying to squeeze <laughs> through the like Winnie the Pooh and shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> turns out it's so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> turns out that uh, Nightcap's been watching Mulder and the enigmatic Agent Scully. Uh, through their travel expenses, <laughs> which is great because we've always been talking about like who pays for all this, <laughs> and we find out that Mulder is terrible at thinking of pseudonyms, <laughs> anagrams of his name, MF Looter. <laughs> yeah, he could have been like something like um, Doctor Oppenheim, perhaps, or <laughs> um, other imaginative names. Uh, so yeah, he Badger McGee. <laughs> he wrote an article in Omni about the Gulf Breeze sightings, and Mulder thinks, "Oh, I didn't think anybody was actually paying attention." And Max says, "Someone's always paying attention." And uh, <laughs> Max says, "Hey, I got something to show you that's amazing. Come to my trailer." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they go in his trailer and. Uh, Scully. Oh, oh is this? Sorry, is this where Scully looked like she was limping? I didn't notice that. Because yeah, uh, there was Scully one shot, like and I, I thought she looked like she was limping, and I wondered if that's why she wasn't in this episode much because she actually hurt herself in real life. So I thought I'd ask. I did. But I didn't notice all the way through. There was a couple of points where she would like start walking and look like she had a bit of a limp. I did not have any sort of information about any sort of injury or anything. Ah, uh, okay. Um. Maybe she was drunk. Who knows? <laughs> FYI, I've been looking at the nightcap.org site. It is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> they closed 24 cases in November. Wow. Yes. <laughs> Truth finders. <laughs> yeah, you can go into the briefing room and read all of them. <laughs> <laughs> Mac shows off his Wolf's Ear 2000, which is essentially like a souped-up ham radio or something that uh, Lucius Fox would make. Um, this is uh, it, it goes into like different radio signals and even picks up cell phone <laughs> cellular yeah. signals. So um, he plays the. Rec- I've put I've put as my notes as well randomly. Max has really nice teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and he uses the word wiki reception yeah. wiki for some reason, <laughs> and I was like, oh, nice. See, other people use that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, he. Uh, Plays a recording of a transmission. Oh, yeah. Scully finds some meds. I, I didn't know if I mentioned that. Melaril. Yeah. Dr. Scully on the case. Dr. Scully. 
Um, and yeah, the transmission is of some panicked sheriff's deputy and screaming like a man down and all this stuff. So from there, um, we go to Mill Road High School, which is a set up as an emergency evac center. And there, Mulder finally finds Mrs. Wright. The worst actress <laughs> ever. Yeah. yeah she was pretty awful. Oh, over the top. Oh. She I was, was like, an Calm angry down, lady. Calm down, woman. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He's dead. What else is there to know? It's like, oh my goodness. Calm down. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Deputy Wright's widow, is her pension's been threatened, and uh, they can't, they're not, re- the government never released the body, and blah, blah, blah. So the power <laughs> goes out, and. We zoom over to Project Falcon on the case, and uh, Henderson's uh, earpiece gets some big feedback, and target spotted. I think this is when we see the Pac-Man ghost. <laughs> I think in the thermal thing, and it it's like it's mm. like the Pac-Man ghost. Yeah, yeah, in the thermal, the thermal. And thing. I did at this point. I don't know if Tammy did, but I did wonder if this was linked. I thought maybe Robin was telling us a, a cheeky little lie. Uh, last week, and this was the space ghost from last week, so it was like a two-parter. <laughs> and I did wonder that, and I was like, oh, Trust no one, Claire. I know. So, <laughs> I did kind of wonder that, um, but I don't think it is. I wondered if that was Chris Carter walking around, and he was the third thermal image. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on that. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, so, it's funny, I had a little theory here. I mean, we, we go over to these troops, and two of them are like characters out of Scooby Doo. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they are scared shitless. Like they are just so frightened. Yeah. And across the yard, they see these two other troops who are just kind of like, hmm, whatever. <laughs> we're, in, we're hunting invisible aliens. Whatever. And it's funny. Oh, sorry. I was just saying, it's funny. The alien, like you see from its POV, like it goes up to the scared shitless guys, and then it goes like, eh. Those guys are scared enough. I'm going to go get the ones that are not paying enough respect to the fact that I'm frightening. <laughs> and he goes after them and fries them alive. And I guess he yeah. gets frying all of them alive. But Did any of you guys think that the music when they entered the school was reminiscent of The Thing? I don't know if it was just me. Hmm. It had this kind of doom, 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 like music in the background. It really reminded me of uh, the theme music for The Thing. I just thought it was no, weird. I'm not, it's, it's it was quite, quite cool, spooky music. Um, meanwhile, Mulder and Scully get to talk to, uh, Dr. Oppenheim. Um, he's the, uh, doctor who examined the bodies and, uh, yeah, he's not a fan of bullies. <laughs> um, he's awesome. Yeah. I loved him. Oppenheim is yeah. played by William McDonald. And if you loved him, you'll be happy to know that he shows up four more times as four different characters in the Xbox. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> And it's funny. Does he wear a disguise as each one? Like one time he's got a mustache, one time he's got an eye. <laughs> um, yeah. So we find out in this scene that Scully did her residency in forensic medicine. So any doctorly types will be making that note <laughs> moving mm-hmm. forward. Um, and yeah, afterwards uh, they're they're talking about how like it might be ionizing radiation, and it's funny because Mulder suggests it. And then Oppenheim agrees that this could be possible. <laughs> I've been paying more attention to the fact that Mulder is right about m- most things. So, yeah. But yeah, um, 
Scully says these kinds of burns could have been caused by like a cracked warhead and maybe even causing burns like those at uh, Ground Zero. And it's, it's funny because um, since we're bringing up Hiroshima and we have a doctor named Oppenheim, I'm just wondering like <laughs> what's going on with the writers. Like, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> they grabbed a history book and just took like a page and was like, okay, that name sounds good. That storyline sounds good. Let's just go yeah, with this. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mulder tells Scully that it's got a stack of X-Files with similar burns and um, all of a sudden... Of course he does. Yeah. <laughs> um, He's got everything in that office. Yep. Right. Yep. Do you see that desk? Yeah. yeah. So all of a sudden these troops are brought in. They're all burnt up. And um, Okay, so when they bring them in, Scully looks horrified. <laughs> she looks like freaked out. And Mulder looks so excited and gleeful. <laughs> Mulder, uh, oh. in the next scene, tells Henderson that maybe they should try a different tactic. <laughs> I thought if someone would have had 90% burns, which is what they say they have, I would have thought that they would have died of shock almost immediately. I was, like, surprised that they were still alive. Yeah. It's yeah. um, it like, 10%, what's that? Just, like, the inside of your mouth? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um, Henderson tries kicking them out, but the Dr. Oppenheim says he needs Scully. And then he stands... So does her... Go ahead. Does her medical license just travel with her wherever she goes? She's allowed to be a doctor? I Maybe it's some sort or of strange she- exception... Because she's an FBI because she's the agent. federal agent. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> Moira, we need you. Yeah. Um, or any doctor agents, please call in and let us know <laughs> yeah. how realistic. <laughs> All you doctor FBI agents listening, <laughs> let us know. Um. So yeah, when when he try when Henderson tries to kick him out, Oppenheim stands up to Henderson and says he calls the shots in his ER. Yeah. And then everybody in the ER starts to do a slow 80s clap. <laughs> Mulder and Scully hoist Oppenheim up on their shoulders while everybody cheers. Henderson hands Oppenheim a trophy and says, you're all right, LaRusso. And off on the sidelines, Miyagi nods and smiles. It was a classic scene, really. It really was. It's like, oh, nerds rule. Yay. So, yeah, they just kick Mulder out instead of instead of both of them. So uh, Mulder goes to Max's trailer and finds Max on the ground or on the floor and um, tries to choke the shit out of him while he's sleeping. No, I'm just kidding. He does the worst first aid I've ever seen for someone having a seizure. Why didn't he just pull out his magic finger? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thank you. So I'm hoping one of you guys would say it's because we have a seizure in the very next episode. <laughs> Oh. No, I was just thinking, because I did first aid, like, many, 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 many years ago. And I'm sure when there's a seizure, you shouldn't, like, try and hold, the, you know, you, you just basically have to let it subside. And then yeah. later on, he gives him water. And I was like, I'm sure you're not meant to give someone who's just had a seizure water. Really? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you're not. I'm sure I remember learning that. I don't know. Moira, we need yeah, you. Yeah, let me check the feedback. <laughs> oh, no, Moira. Um, what's going yeah, on? It's on that thing called um, vacation. Ooh, I vac- think that Mulder's <laughs> magic finger can be explained by logic that was um, brought up in the movie Dreamcatcher by Stephen King. <laughs> because in that movie, there's a magical little alien retarded kid who 
bestows magical alien powers on these kids and one of them gets the power of a magic finger and when he holds it in the air like magical things happen and this is what i think happened to molder i think when his sister when his sister was taken i think um magical um uh oh what's his name like donnie Wahlberg property. came down <laughs> magical donnie Wahlberg kid came down what's his name did it no i think that's came his down name. and uh and um and gave him magical powers and that's why he's got a magical <laughs> magical finger yeah done <laughs> well that's all for today folks uh we're gonna <laughs> solved it <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Max actually doesn't even remember having a seizure, and um, uh, he says he used to wake up in strange places as a kid, and no memory of it, uh, how he got there. And Mulder helps him to bed, and sees a weird triangle-like scar behind his ear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of Twin Peaks. Yeah, and they made it seem like Max didn't realize he had that scar, but as someone who wears glasses, you would feel that behind your ear. Yeah. yeah. And especially as many times as, like, Max fixes his hair behind his ear, yeah, or, like he would have felt that. little scratches. I don't know. Does he... Do, do, I don't think they say that he doesn't know about they, it or even talk about it. They make it seem like... Like Mulder is the only one to notice and that knows he's been abducted and like mm-hmm. that yeah. Max doesn't know anything. Yeah, yeah, that's in the yeah. next scene. Uh, after Scully gets back from her night shift, um, they say that she says she, they need to catch a plane. Mulder tells Scully he thinks Max is an abductee. Scully thinks Max is delusional. Mulder says he's the one who thinks Max is an abductee. Scully thinks Mulder is delusional. Um, but we'll look at the scar. Who else is new? <laughs> yeah, but Mulder's giving her those like puppy dog eyes, so she can't oh, turn him down. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, at the space surveillance center, they spotted another meteor uh, hovering over the town of Townsend. <laughs> and then we see this weird POV shot of this. Uh, I think it must be the it must be the predator alien, even though they say that. Something is hovering over Townsend that we we can't. Kind of... Robin, please, Pac-Man ghost. Pac-Man. <laughs> Sorry, Blinky. Blinky is hovering. Blinky. Oh. Uh, again, apparently, you can go through like trailer roofs, laser gates. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. This shot. This shot was awesome. I loved this shot so much. The kind of fisheye lens. Yeah. And like when it went in, and the, like the blood coming out of the ear. It was so cool. Mm. I like rewound it like three times and watched it. Yeah, and I I ended up posting in the group. If you notice behind him, yeah, it looks like there's a he's got a fire in the sky poster. Oh, was that what you po- I thought you were just doing a comparison. I think he's go got a fire in the sky, or at least they put one in there and kind of I don't know maybe they blurred out the fire in the sky or anything. But that picture looks identical. Well, not identical yeah. because it's blurry, but I'm gonna have a look. It's pretty awesome. Well, he just deserves to be abducted if he's a fan. Of <laughs> he's a fan of that. <laughs> um, yeah, Mulder and Scully can't find Max, but they find blood. Um, Mulder listens to Max's radio, which is picking up another trespassing. Scully says they need to catch the plane. Mulder thinks there must be a reason why Max would show up in this area at the same time that you know this alien crash happened. Um, so yeah, Falcon Patrol finds Max, and a moment later, Mulder and Scully find Falcon Patrol's charred bodies. (laughs) (laughs) 
Then Mulder and Scully wander into the Baywatch Nights factory set. <laughs> Yay! That was what was Yay. in my notes. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just supposed to be narrator. I'm not supposed to be making jokes. You guys, that's your job. <laughs> Max says the reason why they're here is because they came for him. And um, Henderson's men surround the building, and Scully gives herself up immediately. <laughs> She is the yeah. one. She does the most useless distraction ever. It's like you know, distract them, Scully, or whatever. Oh, okay. Oh, I've been arrested. I was like, what? So yeah. as soon as you, she got caught outside, you knew something was going to happen in the warehouse because yeah. she wouldn't see right. it. Right. <laughs> Sometimes it's very. It, this isn't the worst. Uh, there's some really. <laughs> the car door getting cut. Uh, that was pretty. That was pretty rough. In shadows. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't get out of this car. Um, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, the soldier on the roof with the thermo thing says there's three bodies in the building. Okay. Mm, go ahead. This is, where, this is where I have to point out something. There's three bodies in the building. You see Max and you see Mulder. And then you see on the thermo what is clearly a human being creeping around, right? Hiding behind that thing. Yeah. Creeping around. Yeah. But it's not a human. It's the Pac-Man ghost. Why is it in the shape of a human? Because it's Chris Carter. He needed to put himself in this episode somehow. <laughs> <laughs> was it Pennywise? I mean, no. who's to say Pennywise this thing doesn't coming take up. human form? Or, or... Pennywise is not human. Show some respect. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Again, I don't know what you saw when it broke through the lasers, but to me, all I've seen is kind of like a blur. So it could be a... I'm going to do a screenshot, and I'm going to post it on the group, and everyone will see it. Please, please do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so inside, Max is really scared of being taken, and uh, Mulder doesn't notice uh, that something's creeping up on them, and boom! Uh, Mulder gets knocked across the warehouse. Luckily... It doesn't do any harm to Mulder, like, 90% burns or anything. It doesn't do any harm yet, <laughs> but because he's able to, like, walk around for the rest of this scene yeah. when he comes up behind the people. But then in the next scene, he's got a broken leg. What? I didn't know where that <laughs> came from. I didn't understand when that happened. I know. Wow, I didn't even notice he had a broken leg. Did I watch he's this episode crutches. twice? He's on crutches. Oh, yeah, I he does have crutches, yeah. <laughs> He kind of limps a bit when he comes up behind oh, right. um, Creepy Eyes, but I think Does it's behind he, Creepy Eyes. I didn't eyes. even notice him. He had like a little bit of a limp, but not a mate, not enough to need crutches. So I was like, did he just suddenly go, oh, oh yeah, my leg's broken, by the way. Excuse me. As a doctor of uh, forensic um, bullshittery, I will say that <laughs> it was probably the adrenaline. Mm. You Get yourself knocked across the room by a Pac-Man ghost. See how, if you re <laughs> realize how much in pain you are. How do you know I haven't? That's <laughs> true. <laughs> Let's just stop the podcast here. Has anybody been knocked across the room by a Pac-Man ghost who wants to just come clean right now? <laughs> Anyone? If Brad was here, he'd probably have a story. What's a ghost? <laughs> what is Pac-Man? What is Pac-Man? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, we see Max Floating in the air. <clears throat> you know, do you know, do you know who else oh likes to make people float in the air <laughs> before before kidnapping them? Just a little person called Pennywise the Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Pennywise's reign of terror continues. 
<laughs> Ten episodes in and he's still not stopping. <laughs> um, this was a practical effect. Uh, Max is actually being held by thin piano wire. So that's cool. I think the actor sold it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He made yeah. it look so painful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's good. As I said, he outacted Duchovny at every turn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Even when he was just lying on his bed unconscious, I was like, yep, still better than Duchovny. Luckily, we don't have a Mulder versus Max segment coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I hope Max comes back. I don't yeah, know how he would, but I kind of wish he would. Hmm. Well, they Okay, so I had said they found him, you know, in the cargo container or whatever, and Dan's like, they said they found his body. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, yeah. oh. Oh, well. I, I like, kind of oh. hope Colonel Crazy Eyes comes back as well. I liked him. As yeah. A, I yeah. Um, yeah, so like, um, the, the, this huge flash happens, and Max is taken, and uh, now there's only one person inside, so that's when Henderson decides to blow the door. And yeah! <laughs> <laughs> they could have just went in. <laughs> He's like, "Well, we've brought all these explosives, and might as well use them." Yep. <laughs> How did they expect to like really kill the wavy air alien? Um, well, if they equipped their soldiers with him. all of them with thermonuclear goggles, they might have a, some sort of a chance against it. I would have yeah. to say. Instead of, but he's still wavy air. I mean, I don't. <laughs> instead, they kind of give the anything. guy across the field the thermonuclear or thermo yeah. thermo thermonuclear. Gosh, I'm, it's like war games all of a sudden. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, let's see, where are we? Oh, uh, we're at the office of professional responsibility hearing, and Scully is being interrogated by Section Chief McGrath. Take a bite out of crime. Hilarious. Who filled out form 302? Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) It's very official. Yep. Scully uh, protests a bit, but then she's dismissed. Very much. And uh, outside, Mulder's surprised he lasted this long. He hobbles in, and uh, Scully sees the cover up in the paper. So Mulder is yelled at for going in without authorization, and uh, they have kind of a big screaming match. This is his, uh, like, like Mr. Smith goes to Washington moment, and it was awesome. Yeah. 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 I actually fist-pumped the air at this bit. (laughs) (laughs) Mulder says that Max was abducted, and everyone knows it. Henderson says the body was found in a cargo container, and uh, Mulder gives a kind of a speech, and says no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Mulder says, liar, liar, pants on So I guess it's up to you whether or not. I mean, I'm sure Mulder doesn't believe that Max was found in a cargo container. So it's up to you whether or not you believe the government or Mulder. Hmm. Who's usually right? (laughs) Moving on. Uh, (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we see McGrath meet up with uh, Deep Throat and says, you ruined the last best chance we had to get rid of that, Mulder. And, uh, He's like, but I kind of like him. <laughs> I've, I've taken a shine on that molder. I've taken a shine to the boy. <laughs> yeah. Deep Throat says, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. I love Deep it. Throat is playing for both teams. <laughs> and then I kind of laughed because it sounded a bit rude. <laughs> Deep Throat is a fan of the Godfather. 
<laughs> I, I love that scene because it's like finally we saw something more of deep throat yeah. and it was you know we saw that this guy obviously has a lot of power that, that he could just veto the fact that they wanted to get rid of Mulder yeah. and he could just be like no nope, yeah. nope, we're not doing that and he was and, an episode uh, that didn't suck yep. yeah he was an episode <laughs> that didn't suck and you know I'm like oh you've turned it around deep throat you've turned it around <laughs> <laughs> And he just, you know, the fact that he's kind of just keeping Mulder close so he doesn't become basically like, I guess, a whistleblower to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. Although no one would believe him, but that's fine. Which is kind of ironic because if there's, if they're kind of saying that Deep Throat is the real Deep Throat, he was a whistleblower, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. <laughs> awesome. So um, we're going to put this invisible alien inky blinky. <laughs> <laughs> onto the monster runway and uh so what did you guys think of uh the scariness of uh blinky that was quite scary you can yeah. make you have 90 percent burns on your body and you didn't you couldn't well i mean you could see wavy lines but that's about <laughs> except for the one guy that could see them with the thermo who thing. could see him as a as chris carter <laughs> yeah <laughs> If you look at the look on those that, that two troops, those two troops there that were like walking really close to each other as they they're hunting around for things, swinks. Uh, I think that he was plenty scary, and and yeah. I mean, come on, Evil Dead Cam, definitely. Yeah, that was cool. Um, creativity. How creative was this? Uh, yeah, it's kind of what we saw last. Well, I mean, he did, did the little thing have a? Pl- I don't even. I still don't even know what. Blinky's plan was because like why did he have to go after Max like why did he crash land to go after like, on Earth to go after Max to take Max presumably back to Blinky world like, like <laughs> why, do, why, do, why do aliens Blinky abduct world. us in the first place <laughs> why was what why do aliens why do abduct us in the first place yeah, it was just a follow up awesome. yeah, follow up yeah me. <laughs> you haven't you've missed your annual probing <laughs> um okay so how about blinky sex appeal ladies yeah <laughs> yeah there's no, no sexiness at all just no I when are we gonna have a sexy a sexy monster we haven't had any oh you know have we? you know oh, when no we coming, did Claire. Which one did we have? Jersey Devil. She was oh. naked. Yeah. <laughs> but she wasn't sexy. She was like... I thought she was sexy. Well, she attacked Mulder. That was kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> was Mulder funny. was like, can I do this? <laughs> exactly. I think I can. Oh, you damn it, Scully. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay. And Mulder versus Scully. I'm gonna... I'm, I'm amazing myself. I'm gonna say Mulder. Mulder! Me too! Yes! Totally. Mulder, totally. He's like a crazy ninja this episode. It was awesome. And then his speech at the end, I was like, yeah! Yeah! Right. <laughs> I was so excited. So. Yeah, Scully didn't really do much this episode at all. No. Oh, Scully's no. just. Well, well she was kind of obnoxious. She wasn't. She was kind of obnoxious. She was trying to follow orders and also looking out for Mulder's best interests or what she thinks, you know, is best for Mulder. Mulder, Mulder's... He doesn't. He doesn't look out for his own best no. interests. Mulder doesn't play no. by the rules. He's he's you know he's in search he's a search for the truth. He's a maverick. He's a maverick. <laughs> yes. 
Mulder's Maverick and Scully's Iceman. <laughs> Who's Goose? Can Max be Goose? He did. He did like maybe get killed. Spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> Spoilers for anyone who's listening to this who hasn't listened to seen the episode or Top right, Gun. Right, I have. I have found. Oh yeah, true. Who hasn't seen Top Gun? Me. Oh no. <laughs> you need to leave. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Emily. I'm so sorry. Take my like breath away. Like- Found the song for the end of the episode. <laughs> for no reason at all. Well, uh, Max had his breath taken away when he was... Uh, <laughs> probed? <laughs> kidnapped and probed. And, uh, <laughs> uh, where's Brad? We're all over the place. <laughs> Brad, we need you. <laughs> Come back. All right. So uh, let's get into our field reports. Our agents are out there. Field reports. Tell us what you think. It would have been nice for Brad to send one in, but, you know. He did say that he might send one in after. (laughs) (laughs) I said he should send one in without actually seeing the episode and just talk about what he thought the episode would be about. (laughs) All right. So uh, the first bit of feedback we have is from Bob. And uh, anybody want to read that? Yeah, I got it up. All right. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) It is what I said. Anyway. That's just the same. Hi, intro to Xers and Amberly. Maybe it is because of a comparison to the previous one, but I love this episode. I have seen quite a few episodes of the X-Files and forgotten almost everything, so I feel like a newbie. This episode has almost everything I like about the show. Mulder relentlessly chasing a theory about aliens, a secondary character that has been abducted, obnoxious evil bureaucrats both in the field and in the FBI, and Deep Throat looking out for Mulder. And WTF, how much power does this guy have anyway? Mulder even has a groupie, although a male slightly deranged one. Uh, Bob. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Thank you, Bob. Bob from the Dexter cast. Awesome. Yay. Sweet. So um, we have a voicemail here from um, the sexiest voice in podcasting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. The dulcet tones of Michael. Michael David. Good morning, Intro to X. Yes, it's morning. So uh, first, um, good job, Chris Carter, and killing off the black guy first. Wow. That never <laughs> happens. Good job. First, you cast a... A guy as a cop in rural Wisconsin who's not a white cheese eater, and then you kill him off. (laughs) Wonderful. Uh, Then Mulder becomes a ninja and suddenly forgets he's a ninja and stands up and starts taking pictures. (laughs) I'm not sure who's dumber, him or Scully, who then believes that a Libyan jet with a nuclear missile was downed at the site. And her shoulder, wow, the shoulder pads when she was walking across the parking lot in that one scene were insane, but... It's feeling a little more like the X-Files now than it was previously. And uh, I actually remember this episode from when it aired after watching it, unlike Space, which I seem to have forgotten, and then forgot again after watching it last week. So, (laughs) goodbye, everyone. (laughs) Thanks, Michael. We didn't do any sort of uh, fashion faux pas in this one, but I did notice... um, during the scene where Mulder was talking to Scully and telling him, telling her about like how he thinks uh, Max has been abducted, 
She's like leaning back into the kitchenette and her trench coat falls open and you see that her belt line is pretty much right underneath her breasts. <laughs> oh god. You gotta have some support, Robin. <laughs> I guess. As a woman in her thirties, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> There were also those god-awful pants that the wife of the poor dead deputy was wearing. Those yeah. were really, really bad. You guys okay with Mold's purple polo, though? That was pretty nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it looked like he was going to be delivering milk tray. Do you guys have those adverts? Like, he looked like he was the milk tray man. No. Milk tray? No. What's yeah. that? I am hoping that Chris knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, one listener is like, ha ha! <laughs> <laughs> I might post the advert later. And I have just posted a picture of Blinky the Pac-Man ghost yes. on the Facebook group. And it, it does correct. look like Blinky. Yeah, you were correct. Why, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, huh? <laughs> Blinky. <laughs> uh, well, we also have an email from John... And that is a funny picture. Okay. <laughs> uh, who wants to read John's or should I? You can read it. I can read it? Yeah. I'll give you permission. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, John says the uh, subject is episode 10. Hey, X is 10 in Roman numeral. Yeah. Huh? Okay, so he's got a list of points here. Number one, Indigo, Delta, Echo, Niner, Sector 87, Fallen Angel, Operation Falcon. Military code words always make for more conspiracy episode. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Number two, hey, not Darren McGavin returns. (laughs) Number three, Max has his secret group's name embroidered on his hat. I guess the chicks dig it. (laughs) <laughs> it's not a secret. Oh, group, and though. his little hat's the only thing left at the end. It was really sad. Oh, that's right. Oh. Number four, is it just me or does every place Mulder and Scully go to look like Vancouver? Um, John. <laughs> just so you know, it's filmed. I, I think he's making a joke. Um, number five, maybe if the soldiers didn't use the Scooby and Shaggy method of searching, they would have survived. <laughs> <laughs> Number six, Mulder gets arrested by the military. Was this the same unit that was at Riverfest at Newport? I'll let Brad explain that one. Brad, <laughs> uh, I believe I, I this the, the story was basically that there were some soldiers running around in Newport. It was yelling at Brad and told him to empty his bag, and he and Brad told him to fuck off. Uh, <laughs> I believe Brad sang the Nazi. Oh yes. <laughs> Number seven. Uh, No wonder the government is going broke. I'm pretty sure a set of bolt cutters would have been more appropriate on that thin galvanized garage door than two (laughs) sticks of C4. (laughs) Number eight. Angriest inquiry ever. I was waiting for Agent McGrath to stand up and yell, what do you want to do with your life? I'll let Robin explain that one. Robin? Uh, yes, uh, Robin. Um, that's actually a reference to a Twisted Sister video. Um, and look it up. I believe uh, the answer to that question is, I want to rock. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And who doesn't? 
I guess I'm the go-to for the Twisted Sister stuff. I know that song. Yeah. I wanna rock. New song for the that end one, of the yeah. episode, right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing says Fallen Angel more than I wanna rock. <laughs> Honestly, I felt like there wasn't as much to make fun of in this episode as usual. Aw. <laughs> Does this mean we've turned the corner on the series after Space Coast? I sure hope so. Bye for now, John. Thanks, John. Thanks, John. (laughs) Sorry there wasn't so much in this awesome show for you to make fun of. (laughs) Um, Anyway, here we go. Uh, Yeah, we've been so serious and somber this episode. (laughs) There's not been anything to laugh And here comes a real downer. This is a voicemail. It's our last bit of feedback. This is from Matt and Mel, or maybe just Matt. All right, here we go. Hey, guys. It's Matt and Mel. Hey. I actually have a lot of notes for this one. <laughs> yeah. Fallen Angel, episode 10. That alien monster thing, I'm sure you guys noticed this, but it went straight for the crotch in every instance. No wonder those people were grimacing <laughs> like that. Worst BJ of, the, of their <laughs> life. Blowjob from hell. Yeah. <laughs> Gives you third... Oh, no, wait. Fifth and sixth degree burns. Yeah. <laughs> those aren't a thing. Fifth and sixth degree burns that guy is not a doctor this episode was full of terrible medical discrepancies yeah and Mulder trying to stop a guy having a seizure trying to hold him tight that's not what you do yeah <laughs> you're supposed to let them have a seizure you can remove the objects that might hurt them around them yeah Oh my god. You're not supposed to restrain them. <laughs> the writers of the show are the worst. They, they don't, don't know, do their research. They don't do any research. Um, They're just like, yeah, I think that's how it is. So yeah, the blowjobs. The alien went right, like it zoomed <laughs> in right on the crotch of people, and then there was the sound and light show, and then they died. But at least it was an epic uh, blowjob. Did you guys see the logo for the, the recovery team near the beginning on one of their tents when the guy came out? It's It looked like it had been done by somebody's secretary. Oh, yeah. And it, Mulder keeps being blinded. Again, yeah. there's, like, these recurring themes. Also, I've been noticing that every motel that they go to always has, like, stupid names. Like, this one had budget rest. Mulder's frugal. I like how we knew Max by his ass hanging out through the window, though. What had they done in that prison cell together? And, uh, also speaking of recurring themes, they keep having to deal with uncooperative widows. Mm-hmm. That lady in the school there. Yep. Yep. They, they're not very creative. No, From episode aren't. to episode, it's always the same. <laughs> Yeah, my questionable quote, we already kind of went over that, but it Sorry. was... They, that's all right. They were DOA with fifth and sixth degree burns over 90% of their bodies. No such thing. That man's a government plant. Get him out of there. He's not a doctor. What about the waking up in strange places? Yeah, the guy had the seizures, and then he's like, I, sometimes I wake up and I wouldn't know where I am. If you have a seizure, don't you just drop in place? Or did he, like, drop and then convulse and, like, rattle and roll a few miles down the road and then wake up? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I thought that Maybe was funny, too, when the military guy got the, the lady on the radio to uh, switch from the word craft to meteor. And she was like, the meteor is hovering above the town. <laughs> I was like, meteors don't hover. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, when they came in, they saw the blood on the guy's pillow. They they should not be alarmed by blood on a geek's pillow, what with all the, the geek nosebleeds that they always have. You should know, Matt. <laughs> so I, I'm wondering, when are Mulder and Scully actually going to do something? <laughs> so far, they've just observed everything happen, and then everything wraps itself up on its own. Mm. Well, I guess they sort of try to get involved, but... 
doesn't go anywhere. What do you give this one? I'll give it a 7.5 hovering meteors out of 10. I will give it body with a 6 degree burn, having a seizure while rolling down a hill. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Alright. Okay, thanks guys, bye. Alright, bye. Thanks, God. He didn't say if it was up or down. <laughs> he just gave his rating system, but no actual rating. <laughs> Matt, what do you think? You must know. He did post on our Facebook group. Yeah, I up the six degree burns, and it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were uh, they were a little bit harsher than we were. So uh... <laughs> yeah. I'm shocked. Yeah. Wow. Although we haven't rated yet. Who knows that's how harsh we That's true. That's true. And uh, I believe that's the next thing we have to do. Yes. Ratings. X ratings. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have uh, <laughs> Amber Lee, our guest, um, who's been very quiet. Um, go ahead and um, rate the episode. Um, I quite liked it, actually. So I'd probably give it an eight. Nice. That might be a little generous. <laughs> But I don't know anything of the series, so I'm just going to go with it. I would give it an 8 out of 10 Invisible Aliens. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, who wants to go next? Tammy? Sure. I love this episode. I loved it so much. And I don't know if it was just because we've had so many crappy episodes and uh, we came off of that. But um, I love the beginning with Mulder being all like 007 Mission Impossible. Yeah. And amazing, but bad at it, but good at it. And um, I and I love the end when we find out that like Deep Throat has all this power, and he's sending Mulder out to do these secret missions. But at the same time, he's kind of working against him, but just keeping him on hand. Basically, um, the middle just or toward the end, I guess the middle and end kind of dipped a little in pacing was my only problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but I loved it. I really loved this episode. So I gave it a 9 out of 10 double-crossing deep throats. Nice. Whoa. Awesome. Yeah. I loved it. I watched it. And I I watched it the second time thinking, you know, I probably just liked it the first time. I probably will just be like, meh, the second time. But I loved it the second time, too. I could watch it again. I love it. Ooh. Is uh, double-crossing deep throat the kind of thing that Matt and Mel were describing in their voicemail? Matt <laughs> and Mel have <laughs> filthy, filthy <laughs> minds. It's what happened in, in the jail at night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Claire. <laughs> um, I only watched this episode the once this week because I ran out of time a bit. Um, but I absolutely loved it. Um, I thought bits of it were really genuinely enjoyable and tense. And then there was other crazy bits like the little Pac-Man ghost running along the, the road, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. And I kept laughing at Um so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I really liked the character of Max. I really liked the Doctor. I really liked uh, Crazy Eyes Colonel. Um, and I kind of hope all three of those come back because I actually really liked a lot of the supporting characters. And Ninja Mulder was amazing. Um, so I will give it 9 out of 10 Mulder auditioning to be the next James Bond after Daniel Craig. <laughs> nice. Holy crap. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you see, you see David the company is Daredevil now. <laughs> he's not Daredevil. Do not talk about We've don't already established he's the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah, don't even joke about things like that. <laughs> Sorry. Woman. You and me are going to fall out big time. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm so happy. I mean, I, 
after last week's episode, it definitely makes it even better. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I enjoyed this episode quite a bit. I really love uh, the this character of Max and uh, just you know the goofiness of it all. And I love I love uh, as you say Ninja Mulder uh, <laughs> or Mulder <laughs> of the Hunger Games. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, just as much more. X Files than like we've been getting. This is it's it's like they're starting to figure it out, you know. And uh, it was the first Alien episode I really enjoyed. I can't. Yeah. Think of, mm-hmm. I mean, the, the other Alien episodes have been <laughs> that unmemorable that I can't actually think of. We've had well, I really like Conjure. Yeah. <laughs> that was because that episode was bonkers. But it's the the first one where I actually felt quite tense, you mm. know. And I was like, oh, what's gonna happen? So. So, uh, yeah, I really dug it, and I'm going to give it uh, 8 out of 10 incredibly simple anagrams. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the episode grade, with just the ones we have right now, not, not including Brad's, um, the episode grade is an 8.5. So unless Brad brought it down with a low rating... Um, this is the highest rated episode this season. And Brad would never do something like that, Robin. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, Robin, I have to say, from what I know coming up in the season, I don't think it's going to be my highest rated episode. I think that one's still to come. Well, Mm. geez, I mean... (laughs) I'm intrigued. You you rated it a nine, so... (laughs) Yeah. So is there a ten coming up, you think? I yeah I think so from one I've seen wow. a couple of times before. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say it's because it's good. Remember, I also gave Conduit a very high score, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not sure that anyone else will agree. But I um, we'll see. Yep, yep. Yeah, Conduit is your other nine this season. Ball. That was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Our second episode eight point four episode grade is uh squeeze so um yeah i think i was the one that brought conduit down a bit but oh well why you gotta do that robin why you gotta break down (laughs) (laughs) so anyway dragging our feet here uh but we'll wrap it up uh with uh next time prediction we have um colleen joining us uh next week and we're gonna be talking about the episode eve so any predictions about what eve is about I think, actually, I think I'm going to let Tammy go first. <laughs> oh, I was still trying to think of That's mine. But, uh, yeah, I I think it'll have to do with a woman. Um, and maybe this will be the episode where Mulder finds a lady that he Ooh. actually gets to bed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mulder gets laid. I, th- I think it's going to be something to do with... Um, like they're going to look at um, oh, what's the word Mid- midichlorial Eve is that the word? Don't, don't swear in here. You... <laughs> you the yeah, I'm right. Well, basically, like the Eve that was the first one. Midichlorial all... Eve. That's it. Well, I was <laughs> like, go. was it midichlorial? I don't know. I was like, <laughs> I don't know. A woman um, that has know, control of the force. But, yes, a woman who has control of the force. So basically, like the the. You know, they're, it's going to be something to do with that, like the beginning, like the first woman, but it's going to be linked with aliens, and they're going to think that there's like alien DNA, and it's going to be like, oh, maybe like humans evolved from aliens. I don't know, something like that. So, 
It's some sort of weird evolution of um, woman from aliens, and Mulder's going to totally nail it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Amberly? <laughs> and she's going to be played by Tia Leone, just because I'm expecting her to pop up some point in the X-Files. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Maybe it'll deal with something like really old or primal or something, right? Because mm. Eve is yeah. supposed to be the first woman or something, mm. right? Mm. Yeah, I don't know if uh, it'll be about aliens, just because we've now had two alien mm, episodes in a row. I kind of feel like it took 10 episodes to get an episode that really was dealing with the what I think X-Files what I think of when I think of the X-Files, mm-hmm. you know, like aliens yeah. and government cover-ups, they're not going to give you another one right away. <laughs> it's a tease. It's going to have to wait a while, so maybe it maybe, won't be aliens at all. Maybe it's Eve like the beginning of something, like the Eve of oh. Mulder's, Mulder's budgeting sexual awakening. <laughs> <laughs> it's been coming for episodes now. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> God. Tammy, you say the filthiest stuff on this podcast. I'm telling you. Yeah. Where my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's mind is in the gutter. All right, Everly, uh, thank you so much for being on here and putting up with us, uh, especially me. Well, you guys are awesome. <laughs> oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. You are awesome as yeah. well, and I've met you in real life, so I know Yay. better than most people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works, but yeah. <laughs> and uh, please, please, please uh, plug uh, where we can find your podcast. Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, as Robin said at the beginning, I'm one of the hosts of the Other Lost podcast, which is an intro cast much like this one. And you can find us at theotherlostpodcast.com or on iTunes. Awesome. Yeah. And it's another intro casty goodness uh Yes. The IntroCast Empire, we are, we all... Both Robin and I have been on it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, next uh, next time we have Colleen here um, for the episode Eve. Colleen of Metro Buzz fame. <laughs> if podcasting is, you know, fame. I mean, we're no Adam Carolla, but um, we're stars in our own minds, damn it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, any- hey, I turned on the Christmas lights in Kingston this year because that's how much of a celebrity I am. <laughs> wow. Don't know about you guys. Wow. Uh- <laughs> that's oddly impressive. And it wasn't even my it wasn't even my Kingston. It was Moira's Kingston because I'm internationally renowned. <laughs> well, you turn on Moira all the time, so. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the feeling's mutual, Moira. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Um, so anything I'm else, sorry. everybody? Are we all set? Yep. Ready to go on to another episode? Okay. <laughs> I love the awkward. <laughs> anything else? Uh, okay, so <laughs> until next time, trust no one. All of our episodes can be found on iTunes or Downcast. If you're listening, let us know at twitter.com slash intro to UX. Join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash intro talks. Keep it spoiler free. If you do want to talk about spoilers, we have a group for that. That's at facebook.com slash groups slash super secret spoiler. Email us with feedback at mail at introtalks.com. Make sure the episode title is in the subject line. If you want to email me with anything spoilery, email me at super secret spoiler at intro to x.com. All of our podcasts and contact information can be found on our basement office on the internet. 
intro to x.com. And you can tweet me at twitter.com slash lrobiniero. Also check out Redemption Cast, an intro cast I co-host about the TV series Angel. You can find that at redemptioncast.blogspot.com. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash myafire. You can find me on Twitter at twitter.com slash tammyyip. You can also find me on i'llwatchthatmovie.com where I am a newbie going through movies from the 80s, 90s, and then we'll see what happens from there. And on a belly dance podcast called Yip Podcast. You guys can catch me on the Ramjack Podcast and also on the Twin Peaks Podcast. One, two, three, four, one, two, three.